that it was no, wet. No, we, we didn't. This person's not blind because they're driving a car. So they saw that there's a driveway right there. And right a couple feet forward is a place to park. Yeah. People are stupid. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Macaw Podcast Universe. Hello. My name's Micah Macaw. My name's Jordan Macaw. And uh, we exist to prove people wrong when they say... Sequels are never better than the originals. And we are finishing up our series on the Oceans movies. Right, Jordan? Yes. Uh, so here we are. We're watching Oceans 8, a movie that I had not seen until we watched it. Same. Because who else would? Yeah. Well, actually, a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I was not really interested in this movie. Nope. Um, and I can say that I'm still not that interested in this movie. Nope. This movie is soulless. Yeah, well, and that reminds me, I wanted to give you uh, David Sims' one-word review of this right. movie. He said, juiceless. Juiceless? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah, this is like a... Uh, this, to me, felt like you watched a cover band instead of the actual band. Yeah, and not like an official tribute band. You know how there's like official ones? Yeah, there are, yeah. No, this is like the local... I mean, I wouldn't say it's that bad, but... <laughs> but it is there's uh, not an ounce of fun in this there's not an ounce there's attempts at fun though no, I, don't, I don't know they're half assed well we'll get into those specifics but let's talk about who made it now of course we all know like Gary Glenn Ross Gary Ross directed yeah. this yes and he directed a movie called The Hunger Games and the he first directed, one yeah okay he directed a movie called Seabiscuit and Pleasantville okay um not necessarily who you'd think would have a very energetic uh, film career. Yeah. Um, as far as, like, you need a lot of energy for these movies. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. That's okay, because the screenplay is by him and Olivia Milch, who I didn't recognize anything she'd worked on. Okay. But at least we have one woman that's in the production of this movie. That's it. <laughs> well, the cinematographer is Igel Brild. And he did House of Cards in Bruges, uh, You Don't Know Jack. And then the music is Daniel Pemberton, who did Steve Jobs, Into the Spider-Verse, Across the Spider-Verse, and uh, the upcoming Ferrari, but the act, but actually the couple weeks ago, Ferrari. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And then this, this uh, movie came out June 8th, 2018. It has a $70 million budget. It makes $140 in the U.S. and $297 worldwide. Unbelievable. So it does pretty good. Yeah. I think the moral of the story is people like to watch capers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We should just have more capers. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, well, well, we'll get into it. We we can't front load everything here. Um, Not a lot of notes on here. And the first thing I'm going to say contradicts something I said last week when we were talking about how they were, like, working on a prequel. Um, They are doing that. And if you want to hear our thoughts on this prequel nonsense they're doing, you have to listen to last week's episode. But um, after the first movie, or the third movie, he wanted to go out strong, and so he was, like, not interested in making a fourth movie, Mm -hmm. which contradicts what I had said last Mm -hmm. week, which Mm -hmm. was he had been playing around with a fourth movie. Mm -hmm. But we're also talking about someone who says he retires, like, every other year, so... Oh, does he say that? Yeah. Okay. Um, So... He said that... I saw that these movies, that's eight, because they wanted to open the possibility of having a trilogy. Eight, nine, ten. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a fun idea. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he, he said that 
he said that in 2006 before Ocean's 13 even came out. That yeah. he was like not. So I think after that he was probably like, well, I kind of want to work on another one. But then in 2008, um, Bertie Mac dies and he's like, yeah, we're not going to make another okay. one. And so then in 2015, they're like, we're making an all-female cast movie. Boom. And then they're like, making it. Mm-hmm. And now we have it. And now we have it. And then the other thing is there was a Matt Damien. Damien? <laughs> There's a Matt Damon uh, cameo. cut. It got cut. Because of... Well, a lot of people erroneously think that it's because of some comments he made involving Me Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't dig too far into what he said, but I think people, because he's worked with Yeah. Or he who shall not be named. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oops, I'll have, to, I'll have to beep that out. Let me make a note. Uh, he, he's worked with he who shall not be named many times. Um, and so I think someone was asking him about that. And he didn't, he didn't defend him from the comment I read. But or, I think he was like, I just knew he was like a creep, you know, or something okay. like that. And I don't think that was maybe enough to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I didn't really want to go down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. to, on this episode. So, But I did want to clear up that he was cut because the director was like, yes, people thought it was because of that. But when you're working on a movie, you have sometimes you just have to cut stuff because it's not like servicing the story. Yeah. So the, his scene was cut. Right. That's, that's, that's really what happened. Yeah. Um, and that's all I have for you. Okay, actors. Yeah. We got a lot of heavy hitters in this movie. We've covered Kate. <laughs> I don't know if we've covered Sandra. What do you think? Have we? Uh, I'm sorry. We the have not covered Sandra. We did oh. on Patreon. Yeah. So not on this feed. But uh, she is, of course, Miss Congeniality. Let's just do that. Because, well, I mean, she's huge. Well, let's... Talk about their their role. Let's go person by person and talk about their roles in the movie. Yeah. So what while watching this movie, we talked about how on paper, uh, uh, Sandra Bullock is like like great casting yeah. on paper. Yes. For a uh, Debbie Ocean. Yes. Watching the movie, it was like awful. <laughs> yeah, and and it did I'm not work. I'm a big. I'm a I'm a B head. Yeah. A Bullock Bullock boy. But um, I, I just... I mean, the script was awful. It was truly atrocious. So I, there's always that. And I yeah. think the movie was poorly directed. It was so boring. So, yes. of course, throw those things working against anyone in the movie. Yeah. But I also just didn't buy it. Right. It didn't work for no, me. No, I know. And, there and, was just something off about her and Blanchett, and I did not feel like... They did not use Kate Blanchett. I don't believe that for a second. They really didn't, no. They, they just were like, we got her. Yeah. And I hated her outfits. She looked terrible. She looked terrible. Yeah. Well, the the, the weird thing about the two leads, um, and and this, ah, maybe we'll save that. We'll save that little thought here. Yeah. Let's just keep talking about the actors in this movie. So yeah, Kate Blanchett didn't. She wasn't used. And then and then we have, um, uh, Mindy Kaling, um, who is I not mean, she, she doesn't have acting chops. She doesn't. Can we she, just say it? She's Obviously, people at the office. She's but, great in the office, but and, and she's written a lot. Yeah, and so and she's written a lot of the office. She's talented for sure. Right. Um. She was whatever. She was not good. I mean, as as is the case with a lot of people involved with the office, they had their moment in the sun, and the moment has passed. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Who's who else we got? Um. Uh, we have. 
this is weird how it is. Sorry, hold on. We have Aquafina. Yeah. Um, who was not used. Yeah. Because while we're watching the movie, I thought, like, how come they didn't get a comedian for this? And I thought, wait, Aquafina is a yeah. comedian. And they're not using her at all. She's not doing anything funny. She's just nodding <sighs> a lot. Yeah, no, I... She's they, hilarious. They I, did do a lot of jokes with her. They just were kind of like... Like, it felt like old person writing millennial jokes, you know? I guess. Like the Tinder joke. And I think there was something else that felt like they cut a line and just went to another scene and yeah, she but said she something just strange. She was, everyone was, like, so muted. Yeah. In, in their performance. And I it almost, I think a big part of it is no one had chemistry. Yeah. So, of course, throughout this movie, we have to compare it to with the other three. Because that's yeah. what this is. And in those other movies, everyone has chemistry. Right. Even someone who doesn't speak English, a character, they always like they I feel like they even had chemistry with Yen. And they couldn't even they didn't even speak the same language. Yeah. And in this movie, it felt like none of them had chemistry. I think part of that is like the the story which we'll get into. Um, but then also is Helena Bonham Carter. She's in a completely different movie than everybody else. Yeah. And and her character and, I and love, her acting I love comes her. down to, in my opinion, the story, which we'll get into, uh-huh. which is all wrong from the start, in uh-huh. my opinion. Um, which we'll get into. Which we'll get into. Is it Rihanna th- these days? Is that what we're calling her? I think her? it is Rihanna, actually. And I think it always has been. Yeah. I mean, Rihanna can't act. Uh, she shouldn't be in movies, period. But also, had nothing to do. Well, I click, click, click. I, I, so, okay, I, I think the nothing to do thing, I do get what you're saying. But in Ocean's Eleven, there are 11 characters. Yeah. And some of them do as little as, like, some of these characters True. do. So True. I, I think that's a little bit unfair to just say didn't, you know. But I, I understand that the charisma is not there. I guess maybe that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, And then Sarah Paulson. Now, guess what, Micah? I'm just kidding. (laughs) She was, I think, of the crew, like, towering above the other I would agree with that. She's always great. Like, I thought she was really good. Yeah. But uh, it was kind of wild how how she was kind of running laps around everybody else. Very strange. And then Anne Hathaway. um, She's having fun. I I I, thought she did great. I thought she was fine. Yeah. I would like to actually see her in the Debbie Ocean role. Uh Uh-huh. I... I would have liked that more. I would have been more interesting. I think that would have been a little bit more interesting because I yeah. think when you have like Sandra Bullock on paper, it's like maybe that was too on the nose. Yeah. Again, story was terrible and stuff. Yeah, so maybe if that stuff know. was better, I wouldn't even be talking about this. Right. But I'm kind of working with what we have. And it's like, let's have a more interesting choice. Anne Hathaway, I've, I've never seen her in a role like that. Yeah. I Well, except for Catwoman. <laughs> Besides Catwoman. <laughs> Where she steals stuff. Yeah. Uh, but that's different. I, I don't know if Anne's my pick, though. I I don't know who, like, the female equivalent of George Clooney is except for Sandra Bullock. That makes sense to me. It just doesn't... But it didn't work. I, I mean, I think the problem is with the two leads is it seems like they were told act like George Clooney and act like Brad Pitt. And they weren't told, like, you know, do whatever you want to do. And maybe that's the problem. Yeah, but definitely... Because they're just trying to be the same characters, basically. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Richard Armitage plays Claude Becker, the guy. He's Thorin. The guy oh, that- okay. That's why I didn't like him. 
but he's in the Hobbit movies. Okay. Who else am I missing? Oh, uh, well, we have um, James Corden. Yeah, and showed up at the end. Hey, folks, if you are working in Hollywood today and you are a casting agent and someone says, let's get James Corden, you run. You run from that production. <laughs> the guy is no good for movies. It also made no sense. He's such a baby face, so we know that. But yeah, he t- at one point he has this throwaway line of like, I've investigated to Debbie Ocean. I've investigated your father and your brother. And yeah. it's like, you look like you're 32. Yeah. You're yeah. not old enough to investigate her father. Yeah. Let alone Danny Ocean. Yeah. So I don't buy that. Right. They should have gotten, like you said, some like Harvey Keitel type or Harvey Keitel. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's, it's that, that was, and you know, he was in the trailer, but, but when he oh, popped up, that. I had forgotten that. And I, I saw him and I was like, oh no, we have to watch him now. Yeah. I mean, that's, I actually, that's a disaster. I, I agree with you. I, I don't, I don't care for him. Um, He's really annoying to me. He feels like yeah. a trend. So yeah. seeing him in this movie, it feels like it's dating the movie. Oh, but have you seen Carpool Karaoke? But th- this movie's in 2018, not that long ago. But yeah. in a way, it's like, oh, you just dated the movie to me. Right, right, right. right. Um, I don't think his performance was that bad, actually. I actually don't think that I think either. he did okay. Yeah. It's just his... He just his, looks all wrong. His persona, it just it didn't work. It yeah. didn't work. The, he's great as a rat. Was he a rat in Cats? Or, I don't know. Anyway. And by great, I mean one of the most atrocious, craziest things I've ever seen. But I think that's our heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah, I think that's good. Okay, so I think, you know, uh, a box arrived at our door, and it is, it's full of film criticism. And we open up the box, and we have to discuss, as best we can, feminism. That, does that seem fair? We're going to unwrap feminism? Okay, does yeah. That, does that seem like a yeah. good idea? Because... Here's I have I have a few thoughts on this. Um, unless you want to take some thoughts first, what do you have thoughts well, so on this? So was the Ghostbusters all female reboot before this one? Let me look that up. I'm loading up the Letterbox app, and maybe you can get started on your thought there. Um, well, I just I'm I'm when, whenever it did come out, I know it was around this time. Uh, kind of getting into it was I, two years before. Two years before, so we're kind of getting into all female reboots, I guess. Yeah. Um, two years before, which makes you think this movie's already already was kind of had the ball rolling for this. They announced in 2015, so they would have already announced the other one. Okay, okay. This one, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I did not see the Ghostbusters one either. Um, I've heard it's not good. Um, again, I think I've heard it's good. Funny you have, enough. yeah. Okay. Um, they got comedians for that though. Yeah. Which that would have, but the originals, it's comedians. Yeah. Um, but I said this in the last episode. This whole idea of the all-female reboot, everything is so hilariously uh, tackled in that Sunny episode. Yeah. Um, where the girls are up on the plane trying to beat Wade Boggs in the drinking contest. and Because of, seasons earlier, the guys had done it. Because the guys had done it. And one of them was like, why are we doing what the guys did? Why don't we just do our own thing? And D is D says, no, we have to do what they did, but we have to do it better. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. the point. That's <laughs> the whole point about this. And all slowly, all the other women are like, I'm done. I'm not yeah. interested in this. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Well, so. So and, it just makes me think of this. Right. Makes me think of this where it's like, okay, we're going to do uh, another Oceans movie. It'll be all female. It's like, why couldn't you just have done a heist movie and yes, ended there? Right. And it, and it was an all female cast. But why? It always, it just feels like a point. And I guess it's like, what audience are you trying to attract by doing an all-female reboot? 
that you feel like you weren't getting from the other movies. Yeah. What, what are you trying to, I, I guess like marketing wise, did, cause I'm sure women love the oceans movie. You put George Clooney and Fred Pitt in it. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what are they thinking they're doing? I, well, and it's complicated because like, I don't have a problem with, uh, female cast. And I agree that it's, they're like totally underrepresented still. Yeah. Um, but I just think I do have a problem with, like, again, the idea, like you said, should be, let's make a female heist movie. Like, because they're still having to, like, go off of the shoulders of, like, mm-hmm. quote, the man version. Mm-hmm. It's like you a, know? a movie that is a classic now, for sure, is Bridesmaids. And no, yeah. I, don't, I don't hear this, people saying this, but it's like, that's like the, the women's hangover. Right, you right, know? yeah. But... I don't think people do say that because it's just such a good movie genuinely. Right. It just gets to be its own thing. It's not yeah. like, like the other day I was with a group of people and I said, oh yeah, watch Ocean's 8. And they said, oh, is that the female reboot one? Yeah. Like now it's defined as like that version of the story yes. instead of like, oh, is that the fourth one? Or is that the one where Sandra Bullock's in it? Or yeah, it, but it's defined as like the entire like new cycle of the story. Yeah. But again, I, I don't have any problems with it. And, and maybe, maybe someone would like absolutely vehemently disagree with, with this take. Yeah. But I, I, I also thought of a, like another example of a franchise that did this really well. I thought was star Wars where yeah. rogue one was Jenner. So she was the lead Felicia Felicity Jones, Felicity Jones, um, I was thinking of Black Cat from Spider-Man. Um, Felicity Jones is the lead. She's the female lead. And it just works within that universe. And it's its own story. Well, it's not even that. Daisy Ridley's the lead. I, well, yeah, that too. That this too. is the thing. And I'm sure that people have discussed this. And there's probably some video essay on YouTube about it. But I, I feel like this is probably another conversation. Uh-huh. But... Uh, there are such strong female leads in sci-fi and horror. Yeah, yeah. That like that are like everyone accepts. Right. No one has a problem with. It's great. Yeah. And maybe part of that is just because they're their own thing. Uh-huh. And this is just starting from the, the I guess the, like by making an all-female reboot thing is you're acknowledging that the other movies are only men. Right. And now you're and I think in some ways you're discounting the Julia Roberts of it all. Sure. I mean, she wasn't even in the third movie, though. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. But, you're, yeah. You're. But now it's like, I, I guess you just, you're just, you're starting from fr- behind is how it feels, yeah. which I guess is kind of the ironic of like, ironic thing of the point of doing this is yeah. to celebrate females. Right. Women. Yeah. But you're celebrating them through a, a in a universe <laughs> where the characters are all men. men. I, I guess it's just I, I know I, it's hard to and maybe you want to cut this out. I don't know because I feel like I'm not articulating it well. But I guess that's the issue with women not giving getting the same opportunities as men because no yeah. one's thinking about the other movies as a me, a man movie. Yeah, because it's all dudes. And it's, right, and it's like so. Well, there's guess, a hurdle right there. Yeah. And I guess, it, you know, it sucks that you have to brand this as all-female instead of just being like, I just want to make a good heist movie. Right. And the characters happen to be female. 
Right. Because then there's that other, the, the, like an extra layer on it that I think you said that your sister said when she saw this movie was like, not only is this like an all-female reboot, they're really trying a feminist thing, whatever. Um, but their heist is they're they're going to the Met Gala. Like, ooh, they're girls and it's fashion. Right, right. And and then on top of that, I, I think what makes it worse is, again, it's not like Sandra Bullock gets to do her own thing. She has to act like George Clooney. Yeah. And Kate Blanchett has to, like, they all have their analogs. Yeah. Um, I think it's mostly just them two. I don't really yeah. see any between the other characters, but. You're right. Um, but yeah. But it's kind of like, well, I mean, seriously, if this movie had them being their own thing, doing their own thing, I think there's a possibility that this conversation would be a lot more irrelevant. Absolutely. Um, but it, it just feels like, it, it feels like, I mean, this is, I mean, we're stepping at it in this episode, but after Black Lives Matter, like, really took off, um, there was this big, like, scrub of anything that had blackface in TV or movies off of all streaming sites. And so you had things like um, in the office when a character comes in in blackface or in uh, It's Always Sunny, how they had this whole thing. But what you're missing about all that is that those ki- like we know as the viewer and even the people in world know that the thing they're doing is wrong and that is what their the joke is yeah the joke not, is that they shouldn't not giving do it. people that's not continuing to give people permission to do it like i think that yes we should not be doing it anymore yeah but, no i mean the joke has been told but yeah. but uh it's it's just it's funny like we, because we've evolved past it but what they what they did is they were like, okay, those episodes are deleted, yeah, or the episodes are removing that scene, which it makes me think of the community episode, the D and D episode, yeah, when Chang is a black elf, but like literally the color black, yeah, like, it, but they they even deleted that one, right? And it's like, so to me, that that does not feel like, oh, this is anti racist, and you're like helping further the cause. Because I don't think there was an article about, you know, Hulu hiring a bunch of diverse people and making sure that, that it wasn't just white men working there it's or like something like that. It's like mistakes. Yeah, it was like, I just remember there was a Malcolm X quote that was fo- floating around at, this, at the same time where he said something to the effect of, and I'm going to misquote it, but something to the effect of like, people will do, I think he said white people will do like anything to prove like to to not give rights and to make it seem like they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was in the context of this where it's like we're deleting these episodes of TV. Yeah. Because we don't think we think that makes us look like, oh yeah, we're pro all races because we deleted those episodes. Now we don't have to do any other work. And it yeah. like lets them off the hook. And this is that's how like this movie feels to me where it's like we made the girl one. Yeah. So like girls, are you happy? Yeah, when it's like no one was asking for this. <laughs> Same with Ghostbusters. Like, no one was asking, like, I wonder what it would be like if they were all females. Right. It's like, why couldn't you just make... I mean, Ghostbusters is really its own niche. But, like, with this movie, it's like, you couldn't have just made a, like, straight-up heist movie? Yeah. So that, that's why I think of Bridesmaids, which is, like, a good example. Yeah, it's a great Because example. no one even thinks about it in that way. It's just a good movie. Yeah. And it's everyone's great in it and the story is great and the right but there's they're not the whole movie they're not trying to do anything better than men yeah it's just what it's just a hilarious story right because they're not carbon copying no 
other they're doing movies. their own thing. They're doing their own movies because yeah. it's really not the same like plot or anything of Hangover. No, it doesn't, and, like, and like I said, no one like even that. really talks about it, and that's like the best. That that's yeah. kind of what I'm getting at. But anyway, I mean, I acknowledge that maybe some of the stuff I said is not totally accurate. Uh, it's it's what I think and imagine, but but maybe maybe you you'd call me on it and you'd be like, actually, Micah, this is you know you're way off there. I'd be happy to hear that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, as far as this movie is concerned, it just it it, it also I mean I think a a bigger issue is like I just read I, I'm sure there's plenty of women that worked in like production and stuff like that. But it's like I read cinematographer the main players. Yeah, like it's directed by a man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's okay. I don't think that that's bad. But we're still living in a world where like three Marvel movies have been directed by women. I think. Yeah. Or maybe four. I think four now. Yeah. And that's not even half. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I don't know, ma- making an all-female cast and having one woman in, like, the main creative team, I-, I don't think that that's necessarily, like, doing the female oceans. Yeah. I-, I honestly would feel if it was, like, woman did the music, woman did cinematography, woman did the directing, I think I'd be like, well, okay. They, like, put their money where their mouth is. Yeah. But there's still producers like, well, we can't, like, go all the way on this, right? Yeah. That's how it feels to me. Yeah. And now that we stepped in it, stepped in it hard, should we get into the plot? Yeah. Or do you have some more to say about that? Probably throughout talking about it. I feel like I didn't represent myself well, but I feel like anyone feels that way when they're being recorded. I know. Talking about this stuff. I know. We're we're talking about a little scary subject, but uh, let's put it on record. Pro-women. Yeah. As a woman, pro-women. Very, I mean, you, if, if you're a long listener of this podcast, you know a lot of my gripes, a lot of the times are... Anti-women gripes. Huh? Or gripes... Or no, that's not a correct way of putting it. Just how women are portrayed in cinema. Yeah. How it's often sexist. And many of the franchises we've covered. And as a man, I'm pro-women. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I well, feel let's... like we're digging ourselves into a deeper hole. So... Right off the bat, this movie should have started. It would have been more yeah, interesting yeah. Uh, if it was started with the James Corden character. Yeah, can so, you just pitch this all the way? Because I yeah. love this pitch you have. So the movie, the last like fifteen minutes, it's, it's like our denouement, but kind of. Um, it is because okay, it's after Frenchy. our climax. But um, did you hear me? I yeah. called you Frenchy. Yeah, and now you got to apologize to the French. Um, I will because lovely people, lovely place. Sorry, guys. But uh, he is an insurance agent, and he comes in at the end because they discover that the necklace that was meant to be stolen is actually stolen. Yeah. So he needs to come in and investigate this, and he, throughout this part, last part of the movie, is investigating it. And he's interviewing certain people, certain players, and this should have been the movie. Or Absolutely. Th- this should have been the our premise, like how it was started and kicked off, um, because... None of, because we have to compare it to the other ones. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, what are the form? The format's so fun because it's a heist movie. Yeah. None of the other three are like this or like that kind I of know. format. So that would have been an interesting format. And maybe as you're, as he's investigating it, um, he is, of course, eventually he gets to Sandra Bullock and like is really suspicious of her. Knows she's a criminal, knows that she works with these other people who were there who were criminals, but he can't prove anything. And but through his investigation, it tells us how the heist happened. Yeah. That would be fun. Absolutely. Another thing I think this movie does poorly, uh-huh. I, I think it's just bad, is 
Um, all of the characters seemingly have never done a heist before besides Kate Blanchett and Sandra Bullock. Yeah. I, I, that's how it seems. They seem like they're really getting people they've never met uh, or they know Sarah through Paulson third. Sarah Paulson has definitely she ripped has, people She has. Off. So those yeah. three people. She's like, uh, yeah. So. Well, but, and, and, and Aquafina does swipe stuff. For I, that, doesn't count. that doesn't it count. Do, it does because that's what Matt Damon did before he joined. No, I the know, crew. I know. I'm just saying all of these people seem to know each other through third party. Yeah, yeah. Besides those main three, uh-huh. they obviously have a history. Like they've worked together. Um, and I know that in the other movies, some of those dudes are like, uh, like Brad Pitt knows that guy, so that's why he's on the team. Uh-huh. Ruben knows that guy, and that's why he's on the team. Yeah. Um, but some of these people came in like, and they felt very inexperienced. Yeah. Therefore, there was like a suaveness that was lost. With that's it. true. That's um, interesting. So, like, and for example, Helena Bonham Carter's character, she's an actual fashion designer, and it's almost like her character was too famous to work yeah, for yeah. me in the heist. Like, yeah. what does? Yes, they they set up that she's kind of irrelevant now. She's right. like her career is basically dead. But they do make her the fashion designer for. Anne Hathaway's character and Anne Hathaway is made to be like the biggest actress at that time. Yeah. And it's like, wouldn't that kind of just be it for you? Wouldn't that like help you out? Yeah. Like you're, you're, what you need is done. Right. Like, why do you need to steal stuff now? Right. Well, it is part of the deal, but, uh, but, but you I, know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I get what you're saying. So there, there's just like so, some stuff like that, that to me just, I, I think because of it, that's where the lack of chemistry comes in. Yep, yep. And so I guess the the thing that was Sandra Bullock, the paper that she had throughout were names of all of the random little jobs. You know, uh-huh. like in the other movies, they're like, oh, we got to do this thing. Have we tried this thing? You know, yeah. I can't remember the names. So that's what the list was. Right. I never could read it. Right, right. I never saw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and what was I saying about that? There's just stuff like that that I just didn't think was done well. And was yeah. just like uh, thrown in. Well, here's here's the the main headline. I would yeah. say, aside from like, I, I, take everything we said, throw it out, and I think this is the headline. This movie is not directed by Steven Soderbergh, and it freaking shows. Yeah, because it it truly is. It's it's a great example. Like I think if you know if you were like new to, you, you know, when you make that transition from like kid who likes movies to like you start studying movies. Mm-hmm. This would be a great franchise to watch to see the difference of like, how come when I watch the fourth movie, it feels like lackadaisical and doesn't have energy. Mm -hmm. And you take out all of the politics of feminism and stuff that we were discussing and just look at like how it was made. Mm -hmm. And it's just not that interesting, comparatively speaking. Mm -hmm. It's much more like studio, let's get coverage and stuff. Yeah. And, And it just doesn't pull out the rug from under you like the other. I mean, there is a nice twist at the end here. Um. But it is not, it just doesn't have that flair. And then this brings me to another big point is, you know, Marvel, we love it, but it has broken like filmmaking for like the last 20 years, mm-hmm. basically. Because, and it will continue to for a time. Yes. Uh, like we're still dealing with it. Yeah, we're dealing with the fallout. Yeah. Um, but everything's got to be interconnected. Everything's got to be a franchise, et cetera, et cetera. And I think one of the big things about this movie that sucks is it is tied into they have to make these connections to oceans so that if you're a fan of oceans, you go, oh yeah, that was an oceans movie. That's why I came to see it. 
instead of just making a movie that's its own thing. I know, and this movie immediately starts off wrong, and I feel like anyone would know this. Yeah. Don't start your, don't have your first shot her being at a parole board petitioning herself to get out. That's the same. That's the exact same way you started the first movie. Yeah. So you have this movie, and I'll get back into this, but it's an all-female cast, and you think you have this great idea where it's, I don't, you think you have a good idea. Yeah. And what you're going to do is the exact same thing as the other ones. Yeah. Why don't you do something new and different? I know it's 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 crazy and and it's just this weird I mean there's also this whole thing that I I think we have comics to blame for which is like everything is familial or maybe it's like a Greek tragedy somewhere or something. But but it's like there can just be a thief that exists mm-hmm. and like like my sister works at a salon. She owns a salon. She's a hairdresser. Guess what? I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I never have done that. My parents never did that. Like, like it doesn't have to. Nothing. Not everything has to be like a familial trade. Mm-hmm. So now they're gonna make a prequel movie about Danny's parents and their thieves too. F off with that. And and you know, there's fun stuff in the other movies with Linus and his parents. I, I think it's fine to do it sometimes. But now, now we're getting into. And I've said this in the last episode, like the, a John Wick world where it's like everybody is a thief. Yeah. You know? At some point in probably movie two, you're like, oh, so everyone's an assassin. How <laughs> right. does this world work? Right. Yeah. And that's fun. That works for John Wick. I love that. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's just kind of a weird like obsession with then, film franchises, which is what our whole podcast is about. So not only do you start it off the same as the other ones, uh-huh. the, the the first one, and she gets out of prison. You're telling us that Danny Ocean is dead. Yeah, and of course you're like, well, no, he's not. He's going to show up. That'll be his. That'll be the George Clooney cameo. You're you know you're assuming. Yeah, and then the movie ends, and she's back at his uh, burial site. It. And it's like, oh, okay, this is when he shows up. Never does. No post credit scene. Nothing. And it's like, why does he have to be dead? Yeah. Who? What? Why do? Why do we have to talk about him? Like, why do well, we have to like, talk if, about him? If in he's that dead, way? it's like, well, was he murdered? Because like he's yeah. he's not like old. No. He's older. Did he have a cardiac arrest event? Like, what happened? Yeah. And and it just feels like bogging it down to even bring him up. Yeah. And it's like, is it supposed to be like she's carrying on his legacy? Way, or his something? legacy, but it's like, but she was doing this stuff without him. What are we doing? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why that decision was made. No. Except yeah. for to like tie it into this world. Like if seriously, if you got rid of the ocean's connections, honestly, I, I do I do think there's a charisma problem in this movie. But I think I would be like, oh, that's a like fun, like six out of ten mm-hmm. fun movie. This movie is like rated six point something. Isn't that wild? Yeah, and that, I know what you're saying. I, I but think, I'm saying I think because that it's works. attached to the other ones. It's but like since it's, too yeah, high. since it's attached to the other ones, it's like, well, this is like a four. Yeah, because it does not have the flair or the excitement. But you could have just done your own thing, and then you probably had sequels by now. I, actually, I'm confused that they haven't made sequels because it did well. It did yeah. really well. Yeah. Um, well, COVID happened. Yeah, I guess, but that was two That's, years later. You'd think they'd already no, have one in production. right? This came out in 2018. I know, but 2019. It was the end of 2019, though, when um, COVID well, happened, and yeah, it didn't hit the maybe. U.S. till 2020. Yeah. Whatever. Well, yeah, anyway. um, So, yeah, Danny rests in peace. I guess. Or not. So then she's out on... We get a cameo from Ruben from Elliot Gould. Yeah, which I, I was like, oh. Yeah, that felt sad. 
Yeah. Anyone who would make a cameo in this feels sad. It does a little bit. So it's like, good for Matt Damon that his scene got cut. I know. That's what I thought. Um, But, but she immediately... she. I, I thought this was so silly where... And, and uh, maybe if this wasn't an Ocean's movie, I wouldn't think it's silly. Yeah. But she has this offhand comment of, I did something in prison so that I had to be in solitary confinement so I could finally get some thinking done. And this yeah. is how she came up with this plan. I like that actually. I don't care for it. Why? Why? What? Cause I hate everything about this movie. Yeah. This is like your least favorite movie you've ever seen. No, probably not, but it was boring as heck. Yeah, it was. It was no underworld though. As far as badness. No, no, no. Okay. Thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> didn't think about it though. Uh, Watch yourself, Your Honor. <laughs> Counselor. <laughs> no, you're you're the judge. <laughs> okay. So yeah, but she she gets out and, and she she's, has a job. She wants to like get on her feet. She does steal perfume in a way that I thought was clever and fun. Yeah, what she does to get get all that to con all that stuff was Yeah, good. cons a hotel room. I'm like, okay, okay. Um but then yeah, steals hotel, and then we cut to Kate Blanchett, who's Who watering down is vodka. Apparently Australian. And that was news to me. Yeah, Jordan said, what What kind of accent is she doing? And I said, well, she's Australian, so I, I think she's just doing her Australian accent. And, and Jordan I think was I like, said, no, she can't be. Yeah, you thought she was British, huh? Because she's always British. No, she's totally grade A Australian. Well, they make some beautiful people over there. They really do. They Not really crazy, do. crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So. Crocodile yeah, she... Dundee. <laughs> and Steve there. Irwin. <laughs> yeah okay keep talking again <laughs> his wife <laughs> um so yeah she's running a scam where they're filling up vodka bottles with yeah Western they're watering vodka. it down and i'm like I, I i think this is another thing is like like so, so sandra bullock is introduced kind of doing cool stuff okay mm-hmm. i mean it copies the first movie that's not smart but kind of doing cool stuff the russ equivalent is introduced by watering down vodka that's not that interesting. And it's not it's not very fun. No. And then like Aquafina is doing a shell game on the side of the street. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. That's more interesting. Rihanna like shows up and turns off the lights in their apartment to prove she can hack stuff. That's not interesting. I think But but the but then you get into people where Mindy Kaling just is a jeweler. That's yeah. it. So, yeah. As far as I know, no life of crime. Unless I missed something. Right. It seems like her and Sandra did know each other. So maybe there was a little bit of a life of crime. But also it's like, what do you, you haven't proven to me. I know it seems like she's a very overbearing family and all that stuff. She has to live up to a lot of expectations. Yeah. But you didn't prove to me that she's like at the end of her rope and is really looking for a way out. Yeah, in well, that scene. but they have to go pretty quick. They do again, but again because they can do better. They they can do better. They can. I but I mean, you know, Ocean's Eleven. There's some pretty quick additions to the team where we don't really know their. But motives, remember what we've talked know? about. What those movies are so good at is talking about things that are off screen, but it feels so no, real and it really you're, fills you're out right, the world. And this just feels like I'm left with wanting more. Yeah. So I can say that, Micah. No, I know. I, I'm just, I'm trying not to throw out all of the, the baby with the bathwater, just some of the baby with the bathwater. So I have this note here, and I'm trying to recall which scene this is, but I wrote, goes to gallery already feeling like, what are we doing here? You go to a gallery very early on in this movie. They're at uh, probably the Met. No. And they're flashing paintings. Not the Met Gala. The oh. Met. 
Oh, are those related? The Met uh, and the Met Gala? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, what does happen there, though? She's starting to scope out the place? Yeah, I think so. And, and I think it was much like how we're describing it. I just kind of felt, you know, this overwhelming, like, okay, I need, like, some direction by now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It takes for this type it takes of movie. Ever to get started for a series known to be fast, fast, fast. Yeah. So then they recruit Helena Bonham Carter because mm-hmm. they're like, we got to do this fashion show. We got to get. Fashion show, fashion show at lunch. Yes. <laughs> Mindy Kaling. Uh-huh. Um, so we need to get her and they recruit her. So yeah. they, they re- they've now recruited one person. Yeah. Then they recruit Mindy Kaling, which we kind of talked about. Yeah. Then they recruit Nine Ball, uh-huh. who her thing is she uses a billiard ball as a mouse mm-hmm. and turns off lights sometimes. Uh, then Dakota Fanning shows up in this movie, mm-hmm. and they pit Dakota Fanning. They they do like they make, this. They make Anne Hathaway jealous that Helena Bonham might be might be the fashion designer for her, which yeah. makes Anne Hathaway be like, no, she's gonna be mine. Yeah. That's what it is. Which, uh, a weird yeah. cameo, though. Because, like, when was the last time you've seen Dakota Fanning? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well, that would have been after this, actually. Huh? Because that oh, was okay. 2019, I believe. You just don't see her in a lot anymore. I know. So. No, it's 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 also, like, again, I, I'm not trying to just, like, just totally bash this movie, but it just kind of feels like, really, we're trying to figure out who the fashion designer is? That's part of the con? Like, this is just not a very fun con. Mm-mm. Because, well, I guess we they didn't mention like, it. They could have, like, I, I, I mean, I understand story-wise. It's almost like they're two in the weeds or something. Mm-hmm. But it's like, we got to convince Anne Hathaway to choose Helena Bonham Carter as a fashion designer for our scheme. And Helena is this really famous, but kind of washed up yeah. designer. How did that happen? Did you see that? Yeah. Our, What? Okay, keep talking to the audience. Tell but, uh, them tell them what just happened, and I'm gonna I'm gonna our move. curtain just moved, and there's no reason for it, and seemingly impossible without someone moving it. And the window's not open either. So that was freaky. But anyway, it almost feels like they could have gotten away with like. They may they like <laughs> that was that was kind of scary. Like let's like say you ghost. have Helena Bonham, who is one of the criminals. They've worked they've worked with them before, or she's like a thief, you know, in, a, in her own right, does thievery of things, and her speciality is uh, a Tom Hardy <laughs> Inception. Uh, it pretends to be other people uh-huh. or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, like it's a little bit more like fun. Like she's pretending to be someone she's not to convince Anne Hathaway to go with her. Like that would like th- that scenario would be more fun than her not being ever a criminal in her life ever in her life and it's just going to start I conning see what you're this saying. person. Yeah, yeah. I was I was really like Sorry, I it took a long walk. I was freaked out about the curtain thing. <laughs> no, we have a ghost now. Finally. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't have anything to add, but I see what you yeah. mean. Um then we have Aquafina, which we talked about. She yeah. does shell games on the side and of the she's road. Not funny. They don't like. They don't do anything to like let her be funny. Yeah, but she's often comedic relief. And right, things. right. Um, boy, was she funny in Renfield? Well, I remember movie watching? We didn't finish. Yeah, that was a f- for you listeners. It was very funny. I I wanted to see that. I thought it had a great trailer. 
Then we saw the trailer, I don't know, two million times. No, they had a new trailer. That's right. That and it looked like, really bad. This looks weird. And then we watched the movie and we're like, this is a studio note nightmare of a movie. Yeah, we, like, we put it like, on. There's no way Nicholas Holt narrated this movie until after like the third screening. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the, st- the studio was like, audience is too stupid. They won't, they won't get it. We need him to narrate. It was unwatchable. Yeah, it was, it was. so unwatchable. And and I think it we were really like, feels like if you really dig in deep, there is a good movie in there. But the yeah. studio just. But we only watched watch. 15 minutes. True, but that's not how. That's how it felt. Yeah, I don't even think we got to like the. The like, like what trailer do? moment where where it's like the the <laughs> who cares? You but know. yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I just remember you being like, "How committed are we to finishing this movie?" And I'm like, "I hate this. Let's turn it off and watch <laughs> something else." Uh, so then they recruit Sarah Paulson. Sandra Bullock makes sure to say so that I was never quite sure what she does though. She coordinate stuff at the Met. They they get no, her... No, 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 not that. Like, why does she have a million bites? Like, why does she have all these products? I'm assuming she's stealing them somehow. Yeah, I think so, like in There's... bulk and selling them on eBay and stuff. I just don't understand what the scam was. I think that's fine. I think that... But then at the end of the movie, that was so done at the end of the movie where it showed what everyone did with their uh-huh. money. And it shows her basically, like, in a warehouse with more products. And she has, like, a crew. And it's like, so she just wants to be Costco? i did not i did not get it yeah but she has a life of crime yeah i i think that's kind of fun um and it yeah i'm giving them points on the sarah paulson of it all and you know mommy's got to go on a work trip that's kind of fun big trailer moment um gosh i feel like i'm this this feels like hobbs and shaw but roles reverse so much well i i I, i'm not you want to see the good that's no, not I'm I'm really not trying to defend it. I just I just think it it's not like uh, an egregious movie. You know what I mean? It was effing boring, Micah. It was it was boring, and I don't. While think I was it watching was good, this movie, I was thinking I could be giving my full attention to my daughter, but I have to watch this. <laughs> I'm not joking. Yeah, your sister couldn't even finish this movie in theater. She walked out. That's true. That it's a bad true. movie. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't like it. I don't think it's a good movie. I don't know. I think you kind of love it. Okay, I kind of <laughs> love it. But um, there's a there's a funny like line where she says like, "Oh, why don't we get this guy to join the crew?" And she's like, "I don't want a him. Hims get noticed. Hers get go unnoticed." And I'm like, "Okay, you got it in there. We get it." <laughs> um, so then there's this funny moment where she sits all the girls down and she's like, "All right, you guys all got here. Here's the heist. We're gonna take this." Diamond necklace from Daphne, whatever her name is. And she's walking around and then she's like, any questions? And they're like, okay, no, not, no questions. I like, oh, sorry. And it's just funny because it's like a three minute description of the heist. And oh, they're yeah. like, no, all right. It was so quick. And she's like, okay, guys, go home, get your affairs in order. And it's like, we all had to come here to do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do like the idea of the person who will be like, let's say, quote unquote stealing the necklace does not know that they are. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's fun. I, I like that. And I'm thinking like that would that could be like potentially the fun twist if you did it the other way I was saying. Where uh-huh, the, yeah. the person investigating, you know, is maybe they're suspicious of that person for a while. And then yada yada yada, the twist is like he discovered Yeah. That's what they were doing the whole time. Oh, I thought of this to add to your pitch. Yeah. Okay. Do it the same way. 
But especially if you want to emphasize the female aspect in a way that is actually interesting and not just doing it to do it, what you do is you have this movie, you get like Clooney and maybe Pitt, maybe Matt Damon, and the whole movie they're like convinced that they're the ones who did it. And they're like tracking them down. And you find out like Debbie Ocean, his sister, like made them all think it was him and her and this crew of girls like did this whole heist. And it was they they the James Corden like well played by someone else thinks <laughs> that they're the ones who did it. He's been trying he's trying to like get them the whole movie. And yeah, and there's like a switcheroo. You can't put Brett, you can't put all of them in the movie though. That's that's too much. Like people will not care about the other stuff. No, it it's very true. It's but it is very true. I think that is interesting. But do something else with it. Yeah. And then it would make it feel like, oh, I understand why this is an oceans movie. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. Anyway. So then they do their first of the scams, which is they have to get this diamond from like the Queen's um hairdresser or whatever. You know, nobody understands England. They got a bunch of weird stuff going on. Huh? And so they get this diamond thing, and they need to get a scan of it. So Helena Bonham Carter oh, puts yeah. on the these glasses. glasses that'll scan it, and then it'll print it in zirconium. Yeah. And so they have to do this whole thing, and there's, like, no real so, tension. There was no tension, and it was, like, quiet. Like, like they had nothing to say. <laughs> there was nothing to fill the void, and not for funny. Not for comedic effect. Yeah. It was just like, they're like, yeah, but by the time we get to shooting that, we'll have figured it out. Right, but yeah. But no one had. And I feel like the fix for that is, so you have these dumb glasses that yeah. scan it, and they give it, you give it to the person who's like, this is what they do. But they're like the old model. We couldn't get the new one. So yeah. it's gonna, you got to stare at it for two minutes. Yeah. And the person's like, well, how am I supposed to stare at something for two minutes without causing suspicion? And they're like, you got to do a, Yada yada. Yeah. You know, they throw out a vocab word. Right. And then in the scene, it's funny. Or, you know, they, yeah, they figured well, it out. Don't, I just don't think, you think so? Yes, yes. But I also think, like, the concept's not very smart. No. Because it's the, the guy's, like, getting suspicious that she's looking at something from all angles. That's what she's there to do. And you're I, giving someone who has no experience. It's different than Matt Damon's character who wants this, who's, like, aspiring to uh-huh. be a grand thief. And... But but it's an experienced. Yeah. This is like this person yesterday was just like, I guess I'm gonna take the rest <laughs> of my money and like be a failure of a you know, I'm just gonna like Yeah. Continue doing fashion or whatever, trying to live up to my name. And they're like, actually you could commit a pretty big crime. Right. Well, she does have uh debts. That's part of what why they rope her in. But but I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just funny cause it's like the part of the no tension is like, it's not the, the believability of this world is not there for me. No. Cause I, I, I don't see why it's weird that someone could look at this for that long. And yeah. then what's also weird is I'm like, so it's just a camera looking at it. What is the difference between this and just going online and looking up the dimensions and creating it? You have, you have someone named nine ball who can turn off lights. I know because so, at the end of the movie, this guy's going to inspect the thing anyway. Yeah. And know that it's not real. No one's going to know it's real to the naked eye or not. Yeah. But they need the dimensions. And I'm like, but it's online. It's famous. Yeah. And and you're taking pictures of it with your glasses. How yeah. is that different from going to Wikipedia and seeing the picture of the, <laughs> I don't know. I can't answer that question. Uh, but anyway, then they they need the security system at the Met to change, 
like or they need to get into it or something so they put up a banksy that they made which is the founding mothers of of the united states okay i didn't catch that yeah I mean, I didn't catch... Or the, not they the United the States, Banksy the founding thing. mothers, because I think a couple of them were British or something. Nobody knows what's going on over there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to all of our British listeners. Uh, we love all three of you. Um, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, and and that was another moment where it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all right. Um, and so then I have this note. It feels like they are acting, and in the other movies, it feels like that's just who they are. Yes. Yeah. Correct. That's part of the charm element of yeah. this. Um, so then we get Dog Guy, MVP of the movie, our favorite. Give him oh my gosh, Oceans 1, so 2, 3, good. 4, 5, 6, and 7. Give it to this yeah, guy. Tell the, me all about it. This movie was so like characterless, so gray. Uh-huh. And then you give not us literally a, a, gray. No, no, no. Just yeah. like there was no color, there, you know, in terms of like there's no creativity. Yeah. Quite frankly, and then you get to get us to this guy who's eating a messy sandwich over a trash can. I'm already. And like, I'm like, excuse me. Now I'm interested in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's and I, this, guy? this is not joking. I am serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. And he's really into whatever dog that is. I forget what dog it was. But... Um, and that's how they con, you know, they they bait him into getting into his computer to do stuff. Yeah. But boy. Yeah. That guy was great. He was great. Yeah. You're welcome on the pod anytime. Please. But it is, it is funny. The hacking and Photoshop uh, scenes in this movie are far too long. Did you notice <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. When well, it's she like was, they're filling time. When she was Photoshopping, I was like, we get it. We all know how to do this. Like, yeah. okay, let's, let's move past it. This isn't like the nineties where this is novel. Everybody yeah. knows how to use Photoshop. Um, so then there's the pre gala dinner. I don't remember what happens there, but well, I wasn't that it where down. the heist happens? Is that it? I thought that was at the actual dinner. Well, what's the pre-dinner? I what, don't know. Who's there? I don't know. It just says pre-gala oh, dinner. Oh, that thing. That yeah, I don't know what that was. But that's when Anne Hathaway meets with Thorin. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, right. It was like her right. date for the Met Gala. Yeah. Yes. Um. And then we see ten years ago. Oh yeah. And we find out that Sandra was with Thorin. And he's the reason she was in prison. Yeah, because he got her to like forge stuff and like trade money and and then he like sold her out. Yeah, and so this is a revenge heist. Yeah, to which Kate Blanchett f- figures that out, and she walks outside and pulls her aside and says, "You better tell me this isn't says a use. job about revenge." This is it is how you know this is a bad movie. We're scene. finally getting back around to talking about Kate Blanchett. Yeah, that's true. And I have no notes to talk about her later. Right, <laughs> right. That's how little she's used in this movie. Yeah, but th- but this is this scene where she confronts her is the same scene that happens in Ocean's Eleven. Yes, where Russ says like, "This better not be personal." Is this about Tess? And he's like, "Yeah, it is." Okay, I'm gonna walk if it's about Tess. And she does the same thing. She's like, "If this is about revenge, I'm gonna walk." And she doesn't walk. All right, you're making the same movie mm-hmm. so then we got the heist right yeah the heist is sort of fun yeah it's the most fun part of the movie as it should be yeah but it, it was a little bit like this was the best they came up with huh <laughs> like i know like they've ripped off casinos they've made it so that casinos have paid people they've they've have paid people remember in the third movie they they make them pay everybody out 
uh, they they've they've rendezvoused out in in uh, Amsterdam and and France and stuff, and then in this movie, they're gonna make someone puke and put a new necklace on them. Yep. That's the or just take it. That's the height. Disassemble it. Everyone wears it out. Yeah, I mean that was actually pretty clever. I know that that was I, good. Yeah. When that happened, I was like, okay, all right, I kind of dig that. Um. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's basically it. They they. I know that they poison Anne Hathaway, so she runs to the bathroom and pukes her guts out. To which uh, Sandra Bullock is perfectly there at the bathroom that won't let the guards in because there are people that are guarding the necklace. Right. While Aquafina's in there consoling her while she's barfing and steals the necklace. Yeah. Puts it on a busboy's table. We get a tiny little moment with Michael Gandolfini. Yeah. Shout yeah, out to yeah. Sopranos. Uh huh. Um, and then the show he wasn't in. No, but his dad that was. Um. <laughs> And then they, yeah, then Mindy Kaling, Kaling just makes it into different jewelry. They wear it out. They shut down the Met Gala. They think that they found the necklace in the pond. Yeah. And we're good. But then we have the second best performance of the movie and, and a scene that almost, this guy was so good, it almost convinced me that it was a good movie. Because the, the guy, when he sees, when he analyzes the necklace after it's back, his reaction, I'm like, where has this been the whole movie? Mm-hmm. This guy killed it. Because mm-hmm. he reacts and he's upset. And then uh, he says, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> and then James Corden comes in, yeah. insurance man. Yeah. Starts investigating. And then Anne Hathaway is like, I want to be part of your guys' crew. Yeah, I figured it out. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so they're like, okay, high staying over. Yeah. So she, basically they have to continue to they, they have to frame her boyfriend to, her for, ex-boyfriend for everything so that they're not going to get arrested for any of it plus it gets revenge yeah which is well here's something that i thought was funny yeah i didn't understand some no of this. but they put they she brings part of the necklace in to his apartment okay i think like, you're about to say loft, what i'm gonna say and then after this this is after sandra bullock and james Corden had a conversation and he's like i need like probable cause like y- okay, she's okay. Like, what you're if I about told, <laughs> what if i told you right that i knew where it is and he's like well i need to search for any probable cause for it and hathaway's at his apartment he they're about to do it yeah and, sexually let's just say yeah like adults and yeah. um, she goes into Birds his closet. Birds and the bees. <laughs> goes into his closet, takes the part of the necklace out, puts it on his tie, and takes a picture. And it's like, this could be a tie in anyone's apartment. <laughs> okay, this okay, because be that's what I tie. was confused by. This does not, this, who's sending the picture? Like, See, not and, good And enough. so you might be thinking, like, you guys are being so, like, detail-oriented. But the nature I, I, of a heist movie is you have to be detail-oriented. Yeah. So the fact that this movie like plays fast and loose with it, that that makes it fall, collapse under the weight of it. Yeah, this and I don't know if I said it on the podcast. I know I said it while we were watching it, but this movie felt like it was written by someone that's like, oh yeah, I can do a heist movie, yeah, right? But they've only <laughs> seen like Ocean's Eleven one time, right? Yeah, and that's the only heist movie they've seen. And they're like that. Uh, that ought to do it. Yeah. Did I ever tell you there was a show, um, and I don't know what it was called. It didn't last very long. It was on NBC, and. uh, I think it was in the pilot. It was some like heist movie. It might've even been called heist. That's a show. Uh, yeah. And, uh, or are you You confirming it? Oh, oh, it was a show. I'm sorry. Um, and, uh, they just did something so clever. I just, this is what you want with a heist. You want something that you walk away and you're like, I can't believe they did that. 
but they want to rob this jewelry store. And so they like cut the power or something or like trip the alarm. They trip the alarm and then stay outside, wait for the police to come. Then the police disperse. Nothing happened. Then they trip the alarm again. They have like a circuit breaker that Mm -hmm. they're doing this at. The police come again, and it's like the first time it was like they got there in five minutes. Then the next time they get there in like 10 minutes. And then I think they trip it a third time, and it takes them like a half hour to get there. Oh, this is interesting. And they're like, they're like, yeah, if we trip it, like if we just keep tripping it, they're going to eventually just be like, there's something wrong. We'll contact the owners in the morning, like whatever. And so then they trip it a fourth time, and then they're like, okay, we should have about an hour to rob this place or whatever. Wow, or maybe I it's like half that. hour or whatever it was. They were going to do a whole show, and it was a heist, a new heist every episode? That's I think so. tough. And I, I know Law so. Order's been on TV for a long time, and that seems tough. Yeah. To come up with something new. But the thing that Law & Order has is is you have Law & Order, and then you also have a special victims unit. I don't know if you're oh, aware about no, that. No, I, I forgot about that, that it's special, yeah. Yeah, just like just like CSI. Yeah. You know, there's also CSI Cyber that lasted two there's seasons. There's NCIS. There's, there's a Navy crime scene investigation, you know, Miami, okay, New York. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, all, <laughs> Jordan, keep, she's throwing her phone. She's so upset. <laughs> um, I do like this, though. They need to figure out how to move these diamonds. So there's a scene where it just shows them casting old ladies. This was so quick that I kind of didn't under, didn't follow it. Sure. But I just like that they showed that detail sure. of them like, okay, this lady will be good. So this they basically be gave the ladies the diamonds to like sell. Yeah. Make money. Okay. That's how it works. Yeah. It yeah. Okay, okay. Okay. Which was kind of fun because, you know, you but do think you about that. the lady who is the head of like the St. Jude Children's Cancer Foundation. And it's like, <laughs> this is so distracting. <laughs> this lady is an actor. I don't know. Maybe she was an actor before was, this. But it, man, that was that was distracting, <laughs> was it not? No, I mean it. It was, and, but no. And, and I know, not like people I would should not, be. You know what yeah. I mean? That's not like necessarily a dig against the movie, but it was like that person shouldn't yeah, be in it a was, movie. It was. She uh, should be up on the screen with that guy who was a football player, but is now in the with Kelly. Oh yeah, um, the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that I think that was his nickname. Really? Yeah, and, and uh I almost said college, but in and and then I almost said high school in the NFL. <laughs> the bus NFL. What's that guy's name? Michael Strice Michael Strahan, I think is his name. Oh, I'm thinking of Jerome Bettis. Who's this guy? That's the bus. That's who I'm thinking. Give me that. No, no, that's you're thinking of this guy. Oh no. Michael yeah. What's that guy in? Michael Stra- Strahan. Michael Strahan is who you're that's thinking of. That's his name? Right? Oh, I thought he had like a a two-syllable name. You know what I mean? No, but he is 52 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's one he year older great. than the bus. <laughs> 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 Jerome Betis, a Betis, um, primarily with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, yeah. Um, so then they have the, this is like the, the pull the rug out from under the movie. They frame the guy, they've got away with everything, but they're like, man, it's going to be hard to like sell this or I don't know. They say something. And then Sandra's like, well, yeah, we can split the money. No, here's what it is. I'm sorry. Listeners. Daphne comes in and she goes, I want a cut of this. And they're like, oh, that's going to bring our cut down. And she goes, yeah, I guess that'll bring our cut down to about 30 million each or something like that. When originally they were all going to get like 8 million each or something. And they're like, what? And then she opens up a refrigerator and intricately placed around beer and on top of beer and stuff. Beautiful product placement. Are you kidding? They 
were able to steal the rest of yeah. the diamonds. And so then it shows well a one Mr. Yan from Yen. Yeah, no, it's Yan. Yan. Oh, okay. I said Yen earlier. You did, yeah. Uh, but that's not the same. It's Yan. And uh Kate Blanchett and Yan, she smuggled him in and he did his stuff and was able to go around lasers, much like the night fox in Oceans Twelve, take all of the stuff, the diamonds, and then they had them. You know what? Maybe this movie was just an elaborate excuse for Sandra Bullock to do a Swedish accent because she German. Just re- she's speaking German. German. She just really wanted to do that. I saw that she's fluent in German. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it did actually seem pretty legit yeah. during the movie. So I was like, I saw Whoa. that she lived there for a time. Interesting. Yeah. Deutschland, as they call it. That's what she would call it. That's what she said. And so that's the movie. There's just. There's just a lack of flavor. It's just so hard to to be cool. Boy, you're telling me. And, I've been trying for 30 years now. And I guess when you have a movie that's an Oceans movie, uh-huh. that's an impossible thing. Yeah. Because no one, man, woman, dog, child, is as cool as George. Yeah. What about Lassie? Because you did include dogs. Sorry, Lassie. Whoa, okay. You, you got those kids okay. out of that well, but not as cool. So I can't imagine looking that good in the tux. <laughs> uh, but that long flowing hair. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it is the equivalent of, you know, when you go to a restaurant and, and a friend said like, oh my gosh, they have the best like burgers or they have like the best steak or, or something like that. And you order it and you sit down and you eat it and you go, that was okay. And and then and then you look at the the price and you go, I just spent six bucks on this, but twelve? Yeah. Oh, of course. Wow, this what is, what world are you living in? Yeah. Um, and you go, Yeah, this is maybe better than a fast food burger. And that's what this is. It's it's You're maybe talking about better. Any meal experience with your dad? No, no, no. No, 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 no. You can cut that out. <laughs> Seriously. You want me to? <laughs> I'm not I'm saying that I don't have that experience. I'm saying that whenever you have a cup of coffee with your dad in the hospital at Dutch Bros, anywhere. No, coffee is a whole different thing. Yes. And I have called him out on that. He will, (laughs) he'll have like a cup of Folgers and he'll go, oh, that's, that's a pretty good cup of coffee. And I go, no, it's terrible. (laughs) It's terrible. We've been having like third wave coffee, third wave coffee, like every Friday in the mornings. How have your taste buds not changed to enjoy a little bit of a finer cup of coffee and then and then it's like we're at black bear and he's like oh it's actually a pretty good cup of coffee what do you think mike and i go it's diner coffee it's terrible and that's why i like it i like terrible diner coffee anyway you've been roasted dad you've been a medium roasted Hmm. coffee so thanks for listening to our podcast (laughs) uh please rate us it's the new year we need those ratings we Mm got to get big enough that Dwayne the Rock Johnson wants to buy our network. Because, and we'll say, no, sir. Yeah. You, you can't buy this. You don't have enough money. No, you, you know what I'd say to him? I'd say, paper, bitch. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Get it? <laughs> I wish people could have seen you. You literally crossed your arms and you turned. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because guess what? 
Paper beats rock. That's going to be 2024. So next week, we're jumping into the ring. Gore Verbinski's The Ring. On Patreon, you can listen to our episode on Tron as we do our MPU The Legacy. Uh, Yeah, sign up. It's easy. Anyone can do it. You get a free trial. Sign up. Let's go. Yeah, do the free trial. And then stick around because you're having so much fun. <laughs>